Welcome to Herbs with Erin, Remedies for Body and Spirit podcast, where we help people explore the power of herbs to create optimal wellness and strengthen their spiritual practice so they can feel healthy and connected. Information provided in the podcast is for educational purposes only, is not meant to take the place of professional medical advice. Hey everybody, this is Erin Lefebvre, plant priestess and herbalist with Full Circle Ernal herbals and the author of the learning herbalism workbook today i'm coming here to talk to you about how to grow lavender probably one of the well most well-known uh essential oils smells herbal ingredients i think in our society right now is lavender and probably mint close by so if you're here watching this live um let me know hello jennifer And I'll also be posting this as a podcast in my herbs podcast, Herbs with Erin, Remedies for Body and Spirit. So for those listening now and uh, you're live here with me in YouTube, Facebook page, and perhaps um, in my Facebook group, Plant Priestess Exploration Facebook group. So lavender, I did talk about some of the uses of it in a previous Um, live that I did. And so I've already went into what lavender is used for and how to use it. So I wanted to tell you all how to grow it. So some specifics for me are specifics on how to grow it and how it it functions. Um, Let's just start out with what it prefers. So it is a Mediterranean plant as it had originated and we've moved it around as humans for thousands of years. There's definitely recorded history that we've been using it for well over 2000 years that we can see in the records, even well beyond that. And it's usually, it's been used for for washing, for um, the scent and the smell and the uh, uplifting and aromatherapy that it has. It loves to grow in zones, USDA hardiness zones four through nine. So here in the United States, um, we have growing zones that are based on what the uh, lowest temperature that it can, a plant can withstand. And um, also it does give some of how much heat it can too, but it's basically based on how cold a plant will survive. And so here in Wisconsin, where I'm located, I am in one of the growing zones of the four, 4A, 4B. So it, I will say that lavender does grow here in zone four. However, it's t- really considered a tender perennial. It will come back after year, year after year. But the tender part of it is if it's been um, a harder winter than usual, or the lavender plant wasn't protected with some mulch, then it can die off that year. So there's different little microclimates around. There's a couple places in Wisconsin it can grow in abundance. But for me, it's a tender perennial. I can usually get lavender to grow for about two to three years before it it goes and dies off. So it can grow up to zones uh, nine. And so four to nine is quite a range here in the United States. And so you'll be able to grow lavender in a wide variety of places. Now, there are different varieties of it. Um, there's thing, you know, they call it Spanish lavender, English lavender, French lavender. There's, there's all these different species of it. So some are more hardy. Some have more prolific blooms. Some are 
on the lavender side, some are on the pink side. And so we've, as humans, have made a, many different kinds of it by growing it and uh, crossing it and things like that. So it's in the Lamiaceae family, also known as the Labiate family. So if you know what that family is, the common name of that family, please feel free to put it in the comments. We'll see if you know what plant family it is. I'm using the scientific terms, Lamiaceae and Labiate. Um, one of those terms is older and we don't use it as much, but let me know if you know what kind of herb that is, or yeah, the herb family that is. So see if you can guess what plant family the Lamiaceae is. I'll tell you in a little bit if we don't get the right, um, if I don't see it in the comments here. So it will grow as a short plant and can get very big as a shrub. Just depends on what growing zone it's in. It depends on um, what kind of climate it's in, what kind of growing conditions it has, things like that and you know the variety of it. So um, so yeah, it can grow at different different heights and uh, it will grow year after year typically. And it also will bloom, um, have more prolific blossoms depending on which growing year it's in. So usually growing uh, is two years to five years old that's about the time you're going to get the most blooms. And after that, it can decline. There's some ways to keep it blooming too, and which I'll talk about. Yes, mints. Yes, this uh, lavender is in the mint family. There are many herbs in the mint family. And most of us think of mints as peppermint, spearmint, but there's also things like lavender that doesn't have mintiest smell to it, but definitely is in it. Um, and there's other things that we don't typically think of, um, like Creeping Jenny or Creeping Charlie, it's called, um, that don't have the mint uh, kind of smell to them at all. But they're very fragrant, that's for sure, in the mint family. So lavender, if you're not familiar with it, it does have these slender lance-like leaves. Some of them are really thin. Some of them are broader the spike of a flower comes above the leaves and it, can, it does have a couple different um, shapes about it. Um, sometimes it has more of a fringed flower blossom that comes off of it. Sometimes it's very small, but in general, they have a spike for sure and they come above the leaves. So it loves to be in full sun and well-drained soils with a bit of sand in it. Really loves well-drained soils and full sun. If it doesn't have those things, it still can grow. It just doesn't thrive as much. Uh, if it doesn't have full sun, it's not gonna get as many blossoms on it um, either. Yes, yeah, so definitely in the mint family. Some of you have definitely got that. And the rosemary that somebody put on here is also in the mint family. So some other things about growing um, lavender, it can be grown from seed and from propagation. So the, the soft succulent part of the tip of a, um, of a stem um, can be clipped off and put into soil that is kept um, you know, fairly moist, not too wet, not too dry, and eventually the roots will grow from that plant. So it takes a little bit of um, 
you know, really watchful eye with that soil so it doesn't dry out, but it can be created through cuttings, uh, through propagation with uh, lavender, and it can be grown from seed as well. So lavender augustifolia is typically what's used for herbal remedies. Um, there's uh, lots of varieties. One of the varieties that does well in USDA hardiness zone four, where I am, is one of them called Munstead, M-U-N-S-T-E-A-D, um, lavender variety Munstead. It doesn't have as much of a prolific bloom to it, but it is hardy to this area. So it's not uh, one of those plants that's going to give you a, a huge... Uh, production. It's not going to give you a huge, huge harvest, but you certainly can enjoy it and use the leaves as well. The leaves have the lavender smell and the essential oils in them. So you can use them for teas and anything else that you're going to do with making uh, herbal remedies with lavender. Most people don't have the setup to make their own essential oils, and it takes a lot of plant material to make your own essential oils. So most people, you know, aren't making their own essential oils or purchasing them or, you know, making herbal oils um, and teas with the lavender bl blossoms or the leaves. So it doesn't necessarily need a lot of nutrients, which is kind of the uh, overall theme of many of the herbs that are grown for culinary use for sure. And some of the herbal ones too, they just do really well kind of just left alone and some techniques that we can do to help them out. But once in a while, you can top dress the soil around it with some compost, some, some low, some low fertilizer, nothing very um, strong. And if you're mulching around it with some hay, straw, mulched up leaves or something like that every year to keep the, um, the, the other plants, the weeds from growing up around it, that are organic matter decomposing could be enough soil uh, nutrients going back into the soil for the plant too. So it's, does, it's not a heavy feeder. It can withstand having some drought-like um, conditions for a little while. However, it will reduce the amount of bl blossoms if it's kept in that drought situation for, for too long. But it's not a plant that needs a, a lot of water all the time. So that's kind of cool about these that you they just kind of want to be left to be. Now, after the second season of growing, or maybe even the third, um, you want to get some good growth on it. One of the things that can be done for going into the dormant season, the winter season, is prune down the, the, the lavender plant to about two to three inches left from the ground. Now, the rule of thumb, thumb I always say about pruning or trimming anything is don't take more than a third of the overall plant. But if you're going into the dormant season, you've waited until the plant has brought down, you know, most of its nutrients down close to the crown. Things are starting to die back at the top. Um, then if you cut it down to about three inches from the soil, then it actually helps it get through the winter. And it also takes off some of the middle on the top, the leaves. And so when it comes back out in the summer, it will produce le new leaves and um, have spaces for the flowers to, to come out as well. So it can get very bushy, um, but typically, you know, we're looking at lavender plants in about a foot range or so, and we're talking for home gardens. Um, commercial production of lavender is a different kind of ball game, so to speak.
The other thing um, about lavender is it can be grown in a container. It will do well in it. But just remember, if you have a very cold dormant season, you're going to have to protect that, that container. You don't want it to sit above ground because it will freeze right through and uh, it will kill off the roots. It's best to create a hole in the ground big enough for your container, put the container in the ground um, and make it look like it's you know in there at, at soil line with, with the plant sticking out like you would see any other of your herbs in the garden. And then put the soil around the pot um, and that creates like an insulation so that it will go through the season, the dormant season, just like all the other plants. So lavender is fun to grow. And like I said, for home gardeners, we typically don't get a huge harvest or production unless you have many plants and have a really good um, like microclimate in these colder areas such as Wisconsin to withstand the, the winter pressure. There, like I said, there's some spots in Wisconsin that are these nice microclimates where they're kind of protected from the harsh, um, the harsh winters and it's a little less intense and they can get away with like a zone five kind of uh, situation, which is really helpful for lavender. Yeah, so that is my tips on growing lavender. If anybody's grown lavender from seed, I would love to know your success rate with that. I haven't done too much of growing lavender from seed, but um, I would love to know anybody who's had that kind of experience. Usually I'm just purchasing it from people who've already started it. <laughs> it's easier on me uh, with the little house that I'm in. Not as much room to move and grow things inside during that cool spring weather that we get. So if you want to know more about how lavender is used, um, check out one of my other um, lives. It should be in my YouTube channel under um, Full Circle Herbals. Or if you're in the Plant Priestess Exploration free Facebook group, um, it's in there as well. So uh, somebody is saying, you say full sun, full Texas sun too. Uh, well, I hear that can be pretty intense down in Texas, but if it's, if, if you're in a zone that's nine and less within that zone four to nine, then, um, you know, definitely it's going to grow there as well. But if you feel like you're where you're growing lavender, the sun is really going to hit it and be really intense all day long, then you may want to consider kind of you know, tucking it up against something else that's growing so it gets a little bit of shade during the day, um, that may be something you want to consider. Some shade is not going to harm it, but full sun usually means like six to eight hours of direct sunlight. Morning sun is usually um, not as strong, and that's not considered direct sunlight. Um, but, uh, and the only having the sun at the end of the day is not as direct either. So you're kind of looking around that noonish time if possible. But some other places, you know, also have lots of humidity and you have to take those into consideration. So like I said, sometimes tucking them up against other things can be beneficial. Yeah, and Nikki is saying, I started a few um, 
lavender from seed last year and they didn't get very big, but I'll see if they come back this year. And that can happen in that first year with uh, plants that you grow from seed. They just kind of take a little while to get started. That's why usually in the first year of growing something, whether you're transplanting it into your garden or starting it from seed, usually we just leave that herb or perennial alone, let it get established, get the roots settled, um, let it grab, you know, the sunlight and start harvesting it for itself and make a really good system. And sometimes we'll even say, you know, don't harvest from the second year growth either. Let it get really established. Yeah, some of those seeds, um, I suspect lavender might be one of those seeds that takes a while to even germinate. There are some plants that will germinate in the first few days of getting in touch with that soil and the water, and there are other seeds that take a couple weeks or more. So, all right, everybody, thanks for joining in on this live. Like I said, I'm going to turn this into a podcast, so um, we'll, I'll have it in the Herbs podcast in Spotify and iTunes. Um, so I think we're in SoundCloud now, too, so we're both in there. If you're watching the replay, let me know, or if you're listening to the replay, you know, drop a comment or a review for the podcast. So thanks, everybody. Take care. Have a good spring day. Thank you for listening to this episode of Herbs with Erin, Remedies for Body and Spirit podcast. Please follow me on my Facebook page, Full Circle Herbals, or on my blog, fullcircleherbals.com.